Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. God is good. Lift up your hands to him. Oh, be lifted above all other gods. We lay our crowns and worship you. Sing it again with me. Oh, be lifted above all other gods. We Sing it to the Lord one more time. Oh, oh, be lifted above all other gods. We lay our crowns and worship. Oh, be lifted. Oh, be lifted above all other gods. Morning, we'll lay down we our crowns and we worship you. And worship you. Oh, glorious God! Oh, oh glorious God! God. We, we praise your name. We lay our crowns and worship you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, 
you Lord this morning from the bottom of our heart from the depths of our heart we bless you we thank you father that your presence is here with us and at this time your word is about to come forth for sure you have something to say to us yes, Lord. today oh God may we not miss any message you have for us this morning yes. Let our attitude be one that will embrace your word and run with it. Help us, each and every one of us, to purpose not to be hearers only of your word, but doers also, so that we will not deceive our own selves. And let everyone listening to me today, wherever they may be, let them experience a divine visitation from you. Amen. Let our knowledge and revelation of you deeping this morning. I pray that you will bless us all in Jesus mighty name and let everybody say amen. Amen. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, my friends. Hallelujah. Do it better. Do it better. Do it better. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Will you please turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 8? We're reading from verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. May we love God deeply Amen. and may we follow his purposes for our lives this year. Amen. If these two conditions are met, then everything will work together for our good. Hallelujah. Amen. And this year, by the mercies of God, may all things work together for your good. Amen. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. For God knew his people in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Look into the face of your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is my brother. He's my big brother. So don't joke with me. Hallelujah. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. 
and having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. This year, may you receive the glory of God in your life. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Verse 17. For the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. King James says there is liberty. If you ever find yourself in a place. In a church. In a ministry. And you realize that you are stressed, that you are not free, that you feel constrained and limited, that you cannot express yourself. It is a sign that something is not right. And there is a possibility that the Spirit of God is not being given free course in that place. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Once you always have to look over your shoulder, anytime you have a contribution to make, or you have something to say, of course that doesn't mean that you should talk by heart. But you should be able to express yourself. Tell the person sitting by you, my friend, allow me to express myself. Tell the person, I'm not Ethel Tigo, but I want to express myself. So please allow me. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. So all of us who have had that veil removed, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. The Spirit makes us more and more like Him. And who is the him here? Who is the him? Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is making us more and more like Jesus. First John chapter 3 verse 2. Dear friends, we are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. We are not yet like him. We are on our way to becoming like him. And a time will come when we will be like him. For we will see him as he really is. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. And this year as a theme, 
we are going to work towards becoming more and more like Jesus. Is that not so? Sir. So our theme for this year is becoming more like Jesus. That is God's plan for our lives. That is God's purpose for you and I. That we will become more and more like Jesus. This is something we must work towards. But in order for you and I to become more like Jesus. We need to know what we have to do. What steps we have to take. In order to become more like Jesus. And so we've been looking at steps to becoming more like Jesus. Let me remind you my friends. That becoming more like Jesus. Will bring a lot of powerful blessings into our lives. When we become more like Jesus. We will be pleasing to God. And once we are pleasing to God. He will bring honor and beauty and glory into our lives. And so you don't lose at all. When you become like Jesus. Becoming like him is what will bring you all the blessings you are looking for. And becoming like him is what will open the floodgates for God's favor to be released into your life. This year, by the grace of God, as we get closer to becoming like Jesus, may the windows of heaven over our heads spring wide open. Amen. And may God shower us with blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. And if your amen is louder than your friend, may your blessings be far more than his. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I just don't want to tell you that we must become like Jesus. But it is also my duty and my responsibility to show you how to become like him. And there are steps to becoming like Jesus. We have looked at a number of them. The first step to becoming like Jesus is that we must fully understand what it means to become more like him. To become more like Jesus, we must fully understand what it means to become more like him. We must understand what it means. Because if you don't understand what it means. Thank you Jesus. If we don't understand what it means. We will not know how to achieve it. And I explained to you that to become more like Jesus. Means that we should begin to think more like him. We should begin to act or behave more like him. We should talk more like him. And we should feel more like him. 
and a way of explaining all this is imagine that Jesus takes your place in this life in your marriage he becomes you at your workplace he becomes you in school he becomes you in the community you live in he becomes you so he takes your place and he lives out your life how he will behave what he will do how he will handle things gives you a picture of what it means to become like Jesus and so all of us must get to a place before we act in our thinking before we talk in our feelings we must ask ourselves what will Jesus do in this situation? How will he respond? How will he feel? How will he talk? That is what must drive us as we go through this year. And the more we begin to do things the way Jesus would have done, the more we are becoming like Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Number two, the second step to becoming more like Jesus. And there's a reason why we run through the points. Because whatever you do, there's always somebody who didn't hear the first part. So when you run through, you give them opportunity to hear it again. And even those who heard the first time, they may not have heard well. Because along the line, maybe they were slumbering so they didn't hear something that was said when you say it again it may register the second time the second step to becoming more like Jesus what do you have in your notes what's the second step please we must recognize that it's the Holy Spirit who works in us to make this possible. It is the Holy Spirit who works in us to make becoming like Jesus possible. However, you and I have a part to play. There must be a combination of our powers the power of the spirit of God and our own power. The power that lies in our will. The power that lies in the decisions we take. We need to combine that power with the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what will cause us to become like Jesus. 
It is not just the Holy Spirit working in us to become more like Jesus. We need to cooperate with him. We need to work together with him. We need to agree with him. And when our powers combine, the objective will be achieved and we will become more like Jesus. It is not just what the Holy Spirit is doing. It is not just the efforts that you and I are putting in. But it's a combination of both. That is what gives rise to the desired results. So to become more like Jesus, it takes the Holy Spirit working in us, working in partnership with us to make this possible. This year, may we not frustrate the Spirit of God. May we agree with him every step of the way as he's working in us. May we work alongside with him so that we can become more like Jesus. Your amen is not strong enough. Number three, what's the third step you have? To become more like Jesus, we must do what? We must know him more. How can you become like somebody you do not know? Because if you don't know him, you wouldn't know if you are becoming like him or not. So it's our knowledge of Jesus that will help us to become like him. And there are different ways we can know him. I explained that to you through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through fellowship, the time you spend with him. Because the more time you spend with somebody, the better you get to know the person. Is that not so? Through our experiences and encounters, we can get to know God more. Through revelations, like dreams, visions, trances, we can, <laughs> we can get to know Jesus more. Hallelujah. Was that all? Or there was another point? That's all I said with you. Hey. Number four, to become more like Jesus, we need to know where we are currently. To become more like Jesus, we need to know where we are currently. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 from the NIV version of the Bible. What does it say? Let's read it together on the screen. Ready? Go! Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Continue that Christ Jesus is in you Unless, of course, you fail the test. Amen. Amen. The first part says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. That means check and see where you are. If you want to go somewhere, let's say, where don't you know? In Accra. Somewhere in Accra that you don't know. A place in Accra that you don't know. You don't know Choco. If you don't know Choco, a major part of your life is missing. 
it is one of the important places in the world. Choco, a powerful place. So let's say you want to go. What what is in Choco? Kinky. There's Kinky in Choco. What else is there? Any fish. Choco is not helping my example. Let's say you don't know Accra Mall. And don't be surprised. There are some people here, they've never been there before. Hey, I'm Papa. And the reason why you haven't been there is because you don't have anything to do there. <laughs> Me, I don't argue with people about things like that, that you don't know here, you don't know. If you don't have anything to do there, why would you know there? I don't understand why people are surprised that some people tell the person sitting by, I know you don't know Akramo, <laughs> but it doesn't disturb me. It's not a problem at all. Now, if you want to get to Akramo, <laughs> there is a certain app on your smartphone if you have a smartphone. smartphone, and that is if you have installed it. It's called Google Maps. Google Maps. It's an it's an app. <laughs> you say, Pastor, what is an app? I can't explain what an app is to you this morning, but it is something on the phone. If you want to go to Accra Mall, you don't know there. All you have to do is to open the app, and there is a search box that will come up. And you type in there Accra Mall. And then you use this your finger and press enter suddenly a map will open up and it will show you where Accra Mall is then there's a certain button start if you press that button like that the map will open up again and then it will start giving you dilation. Giving you what? Dilation. And it will show you drive 100 meters. 100 meters. Turn right. Turn left. Turn right. Turn left. The truth is that sometimes turn left, turn right, you can land in the sea. I promise you. Because the way our country is laid out, and sometimes it confuses the woman called Google Maps. Before you realize you are in the middle of the sea. But usually, if the place is a correct place, it will take you there. But you know, the maps is only able to direct you when it knows where you are at currently. So for it to be able to take you to where you need to get to, it will identify your location, your current location, where you were when you requested for directions to Akramo. Based on that location, it will now go on to direct you and show you how to get to Akramo without knowing your current location it cannot get you to where you want to get to imagine that becoming more like Jesus is our destination but for us to get there we need to know where we are because becoming more like Jesus is like a ladder that you are climbing 
And there are different steps on the ladder. You need to know where you are at. And it will help you to figure out how to get to where you're going and to get to. So ladies and gentlemen, for us to become more like Jesus, you need to examine yourself and see where you are, where you stand. That will help you to see how far, hello? How far away you are, your sound has dropped though. How far you, did you touch something? Chris, you need to find out where, where am I currently? How far am I from where I intend to get to? Or how close am I to where I intend to get to? That will will help orient you well enough so that you can achieve your aim and get to your destination. And so ladies and gentlemen, to become more like Jesus, we need to know where we currently are. And you must be honest in your assessment of yourself. Because if you deceive yourself and tell yourself that I am here, when you are far away from where you think you are, you are deceiving yourself. And it will become a problem as we move along. Hallelujah. Amen. So to become more like Jesus, we need to know where we are currently. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, where are you now? Are you close to becoming like Jesus? Or are you far from becoming like Jesus? And demand an answer from your neighbor. <laughs> what did they say? They're just laughing. I said, The person said, Help me, Jesus. I think it's explanatory enough. Number five. To become more like Jesus, we must not be satisfied with ourselves. Neither must we be complacent. We must not be satisfied with ourselves. Neither must we be complacent. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Philippians 3 verse 12. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Paul is saying something important here. And he's saying that there are certain things that I want to achieve. But I haven't yet achieved them. I haven't yet arrived. I haven't yet got into my destination. I haven't yet attained. I haven't. I don't tell myself that I have. I don't deceive myself that I have. In other words, I am not complacent. 
Neither am I satisfied with where I am. My dear friends, in becoming more like Jesus, that is something we must watch out against. Don't get to a point where you feel very cool with yourself. That I, I, I'm there. <laughs> I've arrived. I'm more spiritual. Now I pray three hours a day. Then when you meet people, you ask them, how, how, how many hours do you pray a day? How many hours do you pray? And then explain to them that you are, you are, you are, you are far. You are, you, are, you are far. You are not spiritual. They ask, have you, have you read through the Bible before? Have, have you read Habakkuk? Habakkuk, what kind of do you know Obadiah? Obadiah, or, or Nahum? What <laughs> about Zephaniah? Zephaniah swear. And Zachariah? Now Zachariah. You've not read all of that? You are not a serious Christian. You are, you are, you are not in the Lord. You are, you, are, you are not hot. You are not on fire for the Lord. Anytime you find people who talk like that, you can see one of two things. One of them is complacency. The other one, I'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> but you can get complacent. And, and begin to feel a certain way. And begin to feel satisfied with yourself. And feel that you have arrived. When you start feeling that way, you are in danger. So ladies and gentlemen, in becoming more like Jesus, thank God for any progress we can see in our lives. I am praying more, yes? I am studying the word of God more, yes? I am able to fast more, yes? I am giving more, yes? I am paying my tithe faithfully, yes? I am helping to win souls, yes? But it is not the reason to become complacent. It's not a reason to become complacent and begin to feel satisfied with yourself. May God deliver us from complacency as we press on to become more like Jesus. Number six, to become more like Jesus, we must be determined and committed to achieving this. You know, I, I just remembered something in relation to, to the point about being complacent. I, I watched um, that there was a, a, a penal, penalty 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 Ah, penalty shootout, shootout. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. So I, I watched a, a YouTube video of a penalty shootout. So there's a goal post with a goalkeeper. And, a goal, a goal post, so and somebody was hitting the ball in. Now when the person hit the ball, it hit one of the side posts. As soon as it hit it, the goalkeeper jumped out of the post and started jubilating. And then, he saw the person who kicked the thing running and also jubilating. And he was wondering why. So he turned to look that the ball that hit the side post, it did a U. It did U and entered into the post. It was a goal. But he started celebrating too quickly. He was satisfied that the guy has missed. But the guy actually scored. So you see, sometimes that's what complacency will do to us. 
Put your hands together for Jesus. To become more like Jesus, number six, we must be determined and committed to achieving this. To become more like Jesus, we must be determined and committed to achieving this. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Philippians 3, 13 to 14. Hmm. It says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on, to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. I want to draw your attention to two words in this passage of scripture. The first word is focus. Everybody say focus. And then the second word or phrase is Press on. Everybody say press on. Focus. And press on. These are words and phrases that suggest determination and commitment. Because when you are focused, it means you are determined. When you press on, it means you are committed to something that you are trying to do. And ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing great you can achieve in this life without determination and commitment. It is it's not just enough to say I want this. So you can't just say I want to marry this year. And then that's it. I want to marry. I want to marry. Yeah, it's good that you want to marry. Or you tell yourself that I, I, I want to do my masters this year. It's a good thing to want to do it. Or you tell yourself that I'm going to build my house this year. Great. Beautiful thing. But it's not enough to just dream about something. It's not just enough to set your mind on something. There must be a certain drive, a certain focus, a certain determination, a certain commitment to see that thing through. When we talk about becoming more like Jesus, it's a great vision to have. It's a great thing to set for ourselves this year. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to happen unless we are determined, unless we are committed, unless we are focused, unless we press on hard. It's not going to come easily. It's not an easy thing to achieve and attain. And that's why you need commitment. And that's why you need determination. And that's why you need to press on hard to achieve your dreams and accomplish your expectations. To become more like Jesus, you and I 
must be committed to it must be determined and a person's commitment and determination can be seen by how much of himself or herself he puts into something that he's trying to do your efforts the things you do reveal to any onlooker how committed and dedicated to what you're trying to do. People who are committed to something, there is a way they conduct themselves. There is a way they go about things. They pay certain prizes. They give a lot of time and energy into what they are setting out to do. They don't go about things casually. Don't go through 2024 and say that I want to become like Jesus. I want to become like Jesus. I want to become like Jesus. It's like it's just a confession you are making. Thank God for your confession. But there are things to be done. Moves to be made. Sometimes a price to be paid to become more like Jesus. May we become more like Jesus this year. And may we be fully committed and dedicated to becoming like him. Can I have an amen from somebody? Number seven. To become more like Jesus. We must appreciate that it is not an event. It is a process. To become more like Jesus. We must appreciate. That it is not an event. It is a process. Brother Daniel Chaminson, there's a gentleman sitting behind you towards your left shoulder. Look behind. Okay. Alright. Can you check and be sure that he's fine, he's okay? Touch him and ask him whether everything is alright. He's all right. All right. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. What was I saying? Ah, uh, it's not an event. It's a process. Becoming like Jesus. It is not an event. It's not something that just happens. Then that is the end of it. No, it is not. It is a process. It is a process. Somebody say it's not an event. Becoming like Jesus is not an event, but it is a process. First John chapter 3, verse 2, which we already have looked at. First John 3, verse 2. Dear friends, we are already God's children. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand and say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. And yes, you are a child of God. So don't let anybody treat you any way, anyhow. Because you are a child of God. Like we say in Akan, Hallelujah. But can you hear now? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Alright. 
Dear friends, we are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like. When Christ appears. Now we are God's children. We are. We are. As many as received him. To them gave him power. To become. To become who? The sons of God. Or the children of God. He gave them the power to become the children or the sons and the daughters of God. So that you are. But you you are not done. You are a child. But there is more that God is expecting. And his expectation is that his children will become like Christ. So he says, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. Which means that we are not yet like him. We are his children, but we are not yet like Christ. The Holy Spirit is working in us to become like him. It means that it is not an event that has already taking place that we have not yet become like Christ but we are in the process of becoming like him and God is working in us to become like him becoming like Jesus therefore is not an event it is a process and it is a lifelong experience and you never get to the end of it until the very end a day will come when we will see Jesus and at that moment we will fully become like him the bible says that a day is going to come the trumpet will sound. And when you hear that trumpet, which is not what is played in the, in, in the churches, this one will be different. It will be unique. And it will be clear that this is a, trip, a different trumpet call. But something is going to happen. The dead in Christ are going to rise up. Wherever they lie, wherever they are buried, no matter how decomposed their bodies are, because what it is is that after you're buried for a while, when we go dig up your coffin, assuming that your coffin is still there, and we open it, we may see in the coffin ashes or dust. Because that is how we were created. Which is why when people are being buried, this statement is made. From earth to earth. From dust to dust. From ashes to ashes. So brother Richard, you are dust. You look very nice. I like you very much. But you are dust. Because that's how God formed us. He took the dust of the earth and then I'm sure he added some water. Because you are also made up of water. What percentage of water is in your body? 60%. 60 to 70% of your whole body is water. Tell your neighbor. 
That's why you must drink a lot of water <laughs> to keep you alive. And those of you who just drink coke instead of water, you are carrying yourself soft So drink water, okay? Drink water. The coke is too much. The Fanta is too much. Am I dialing somebody's number? Uh, hey. uh, so he mixed it and then he formed something and breathed into it. A man became a living soul. So when you die and you're buried for a, while, after a long while, you become dust. But on that day, when that trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ, wherever their pieces are, wherever their cells are, they will all convene at one place. And the person will come alive. And if they died in Christ, when they resurrect, their body will change or will be transformed into a glorified body glorified body like Jesus body. That body is a body that can move through walls. Like right now, because I have a glorified body, I can move through. But I couldn't move through it. I just hurt myself. Because I don't have my glorified body. But the glorified body can move through a wall. That glorified body never falls sick. It will never die again. It's never weak. And Nancy will never catch any part of his body. No more crying. No more sadness. And that body is the body that Christ has now. Amen. And when he comes. And the dead in Christ rise. That is when they will become like him. We too. Who are alive and remain, something very profound and supernatural is going to happen. Your body, as it is, will also be changed into your glorified body. And you'll be a nicer person. I can't promise you that your no size will reduce. I can't, I can't promise you that. Neither can I promise you that the size of your head will reduce. But when you are chained into your glorified body, big nose, big head, big stomach, (laughs) whatever it is, it will be a glorified version of it. It will be a glorified version of it. And it will be very, very nice. And at that point, we will have become like Jesus. It hasn't yet happened. It will happen. And everything that we are doing is leading us to that point. Is leading us to that point where we become more like Jesus. It is not an event. It is a process. And that is why you need to be patient with yourself. And that is why we don't give up on people. That's why we don't write off people. Because becoming like Jesus it's a process. The rate at which some people get there, progress in it, it's far quicker and faster than the rate at which others do. And if you are impatient, you will just throw people away because they are not moving fast enough. You don't see 
much progress in that quest to become more like Jesus. And that is why a good pastor is very patient with his people. Doesn't just write them off. Doesn't just dismiss them. Doesn't just treat them like sankwas. Because whoever you are and whatever progress you've made it's by the grace of God. Because what have you that you have not received? So grace is in levels. Some at a certain point in their lives may have received a higher level of it than others. So we need to be patient with one another. Tell the person sitting by you, please be patient with me. I know that I have problems. I know that sometimes I annoy you. But I also want to tell you today in case you don't know that you too you also annoy me. I have never had opportunity to tell you. But today I am telling you that's not everything about you I like. I'm going to take my time with you. You too please take your time with me. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I think I want to end here. Mr. Wachebaburuma. I want to end here for today. And we're going to continue next week, Sunday. Amen. Amen. So don't be bored with me, all right? All right, we could have. But let me just say again to all of us that this theme that we have set for ourselves for this year is probably the most important thing we can do. I shouldn't even say probably. I think that that is what it is about. This whole Christian experience all the struggles we are struggling on this earth is to become more like Jesus. And I pray that this year at the end of it when we take stock of our lives may we see visible clear progress in our quest to become like Jesus. Let's keep pressing on. Amen. I know that there are challenges. I know that there are things you are wrestling with. I know that there are things that are weighing you down. But I want to say to you, keep trying. Don't give up. Keep pressing on. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. I want you to understand that Jesus knows your heart. Men always look to the outward appearance. But God always looks to the heart. And he knows that deep inside you, you really want to please him. And you want to be more like him. And because he can see that, he's going to help you. He's going to be with you. He's going to assist you. And he's going to bring you closer and closer to your objective of becoming more like Jesus. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Rise to your feet and let us get ready to close. Amen and amen. Amen.
Speak to the Lord for a minute or two. Say, Father, please help me. Help me. Help me to become more like Jesus. Help me to become more like Jesus. I don't want to stay the way I am. But I want to progress in you. I want to get closer. Closer to becoming more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me. Help my infirmities. Help my weaknesses. Help my shortcomings. Bring me closer and closer to becoming more like Jesus. Help me to be determined. Help me to be committed to becoming like Jesus. Help me to understand that it's a process, not an event, so that I don't give up too quickly. Help me to count my blessings and see where I am doing well and encourage myself with that and press on until I climb higher in you. Thank you, Father. Help me not to be complacent and be satisfied with myself, but help me to keep persevering in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. This morning, you want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But today, I want to take that step and give my heart to him. Can you pray with me? Yes, I can pray with you. And if you need Jesus as Lord and Savior, wherever you are, you've never prayed this prayer before. Or maybe you prayed it before. But you were not serious. And you did not understand what you were doing. But today, as you've heard about becoming more and more like Jesus, you realize that you must take that first step of coming into him and receiving him as your Lord and Savior so that you can actually become like him. I want to pray with you, my friends, And wherever you are, whether you're physically present here or you're watching me online, if you need Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you want to surrender your heart to him, wherever you are, can you lift up your right hand? And I'm going to pray with you, my friend. You need Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. And I'm going to pray with you. Now pray this prayer with me. And everybody join in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, this morning, I give my heart to Jesus. I receive him as my Lord, my Savior. I will serve him. I will follow him for the rest of my life. Holy Spirit, please help me. Come upon me. Fill me and help me to become more like Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life so that when Jesus returns, I will be with him forever. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, let the people of God say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text 
to plus two three three two four three eight eight six six two two. God bless you.